What is going on, guys and gals? Referee Jake Clemens here, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everyone knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you bring your whole family to the show. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's Fresh Meat 2. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe or ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you cho- so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And yeah, let's get into this review i've already introduced myself and we got charlie butters hey so uh you're, you're really looking forward to this one <laughs> that was a good show wow. fun time it was fun watching the uh the families obviously no uh no big meet and greets for this show um no 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 talk about that but let's talk about before we get into the card some of the the families we had here and like their reaction to live independent wrestling we were sitting close to the family i'm guessing family of the referee and they were getting into it even like wow when the show was over they were just like oh yeah like independent wrestling is pretty awesome and it's like yeah and in my head i'm like i hope you come back yeah they were they were pretty into it uh not as much as some of the other families but they were they were pretty into it well, when you're the family of the ref, you're not going to be starting a chant for him. I mean, I guess not. I, I've, I've, we've, we've chanted at referees before. Yeah, but we're not, we're not chanting for Jake Clemens in the middle of matches. Like, you know, we want Clemens. <laughs> we want Clemens. So we should probably do that during a Tom Dunn match then? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, if we chanted another uh, referee's name. I think that would that would be the bigger uh, uh, knock at Tom Don. <laughs> Big old chant for some uh, hot soup. Right. It's it's fun to watch these families act like this. I mean, there's a I will say there's part of it that's kind of annoying because they like overtake the show. And I'm even going back to like you know Barkley Nation, Bishop Brigade, and you know we've had like those types of debuts, but. Like they're all like super into it. Um, I will mention something towards the end of this episode because I could either do it this or night two because technically it happened after night two. But it, it, <laughs> it you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I it, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But, but it was more relevant to a match that happened during Fresh Meat. So we'll 
we'll get into that because there's that there's this negative aspect of it where some of the families get too into it, which I was like cheering and really get into it. I, I don't want to knock it, but they also, these fans don't know where the line is. And I felt like with some of these families, some of these friends, whatever you want to call these early fan bases, uh, some of them crossed over some lines with different wrestlers. One that we will talk about that I know for sure, but we will get to that. Any other thoughts as a whole when it comes to comes to this show? Not really before we get into it, because like I don't I don't know like what else to talk about. Cause like normally with regular reviews, there's like meet and greet stuff and there's all that kind of stuff, but this is like one of those, you know, it was a whole whole bunch of debuts going up against some established talent. And then there were some matches that weren't announced um till like some of them a couple days before the show, after we had done a uh, preview for Jaylet weekend mm-hmm. so we didn't have much that we could really add on it uh so this was different but i i do i do enjoy these types of shows because getting new fans in there hopefully return that return is awesome because even we can say what we want about barkley nation but you know you still see barkley's brother uh show up the show it's like i know he was at rager so some of these families you know come around more i think that's awesome all right let's get into the first match of fresh me too we started the show off with dominic greeny versus tyson riggs first thoughts on tyson riggs he wrestles a lot with his mouth open because i think of his mouth i think his mouth guard is like impeding his breathing so like everything he does his mouth is just hanging agape like he's like oh (laughs) Um, I thought he did fine in the match. It was a good match. Um, that thing kind of stuck out to me. Like, I don't know why it was like, I kept noticing it, but I did. Um, other than that, I thought it was a, you know, it was an okay debut. Uh, I mean, you're going up against, uh, you know, one of the trainers, so it shouldn't be too bad. Um, I think the, the big difference, uh, here is like, okay, so my first exposure um to bitcoin and bulking season was their four-way that was their debut match right mm-hmm. that four-way and that match blew my socks off for them being like that being their debut so my expectations were a little high for some of these kids um none of them blew my socks off but i think there's a lot of potential there um definitely a lot of talent um I'm excited to see them grow and see what they turn into a year from now, two years from now compared to where they uh, started here. Um, So that'll be interesting because obviously, you know, bulking season of Bitcoin have changed uh, quite a bit since that first debut match. And uh, it's been fun watching that happen. So I'm I'm definitely there's uh, it's fun to see like where these guys to think about where these guys could go. Um, with these characters and stuff like that that they they debuted at this show. Um, Overall, like I said, I thought the match was okay. Um, Nothing, like, you know, super glaring. I thought that they matched Dom with a lot of stuff. It was kind of interesting. He got his little spots in, you know, like being able to counter Dom. Uh, So, uh, interesting character. I mean, if we're going to do somebody handing out pamphlets, I mean, I'm glad that there's, you know, that, that, that void is being filled. Still have not gotten a pamphlet. So I'm, I'm waiting to uh, get one of those maybe 
in the future of the show? Uh, it's not a pamphlet. It's a flyer. Well, flyer. Same thing. And I, I have one here in my office. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> well, pamphlet has folds. Flyer doesn't. You could fold it. You can, you can fold anything. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? I have folds. Am I a flyer? <laughs> Are you, oh, you're a, you're a, no, you'd be a pamphlet. Okay. So you fucked I guess up. I'm a pamphlet then. Uh, yeah, I got one. Can't remember if it was during this show or the or night two, but I I I like this this whole gimmick. Before I, I get into it, I want to kind of touch on something that you said, and I think this is what people have to really pay attention to is look at people like Wes Barkley, Joshua Bishop, Chase Oliver, um, people we've seen debut in AIW, like go back to their first match and you will see like they've progressed a lot and bringing up an example of someone like Josh Bishop, like the comparison just visually is like a night and day difference. Like there's a reason why we call that baby Bishop. And now he, he's changed a lot. And for the good, like if the day that he debuted, if someone would have told you that in five years or a little over five years from now, he's going to be a three time absolute champion and a three time intense champion. Also while holding that title, uh, those two titles at the same time, twice. I don't, I don't know if we'd necessarily believe it. And I, I look at, this crop of talent the same way as in they're all going to need some work one way or another. They're all going to evolve over time, but we can't discredit them from where they're starting off because you know, day one chase versus today's chase, like totally different. And that's someone who worked on everything. Uh, there's two standouts for me in this class. And I'll say that Tyson Riggs is, just behind those two for me. I think the other two will probably have some bigger opportunities and moments, but I like what just the presentation of Tyson Riggs, because he does remind me of Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan is one of a few wrestlers that when he came out for his debut match, I was like, this guy is starting off way ahead of a lot of people. Like he had the presentation down for me. Tyson Riggs reminds me a lot of like Cobra Kai with him, like promoting a, a martial arts school and his uh, bear shark reminds me of Eagle Fang. And I mean, there's also uh, bear shark is can be abbreviated to uh, BS. So I'm, I'm excited to see more from him regardless, but you're debuting up against Dominic Greeny. Like, I mean, we could, we could talk right now real quick about how no student won their match. <laughs> But um, there were some matches that I thought could have went the other way, like in the middle of it. Not, not, I'm not complaining, but, you know, was, there was just like, oh, shit, like they're going to pull this one off or it would make sense for uh, for a particular person to win. But we got uh, Dom and Tyson. I don't I don't know if there's how much else we can say about uh, this match. You got anything else? Nope. It was uh, Dominic Greeny pinning Tyson for the win. Shocker. Let's. Move on to the next one. Here was an unannounced match, and uh, for obvious reasons, we had, or at least prior to night one, I think this might have, I can't remember if they announced this, because I think they announced everything, like they posted all the matches for night two, 
during the show. But uh, we had Adam Priest versus Alec Price versus Mikey Montgomery versus Philly Collins. And we were told that the winner of this match would get an AIW Absolute Championship match against Josh Bishop during night two of the JLIT. So here was here's a little bit of familiarity for us of uh, four people we've seen uh, all obviously the night before as well. Thoughts on this match? Uh, I like four ways. I like multi-man matches. Uh, I like Price is fucking awesome. And uh, Adam Priest was awesome too. Oh, this is a really good match. Uh, this is really fun. Um, like you said, it was unexpected. I don't believe this was announced uh, beforehand. So when Alec Price came out, I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to get him in another match. That's awesome. I wanted to see him wrestle more than once anyway. Um so if he was going to wrestle on this and then maybe on the uh, night show as well, we didn't know whether or not he would or not. So uh, getting him here, at least I was like, okay, at least I get to see him here. So it's good, good stuff. Sometimes during matches, my eyes will wander like around the crowd and just settings wise. It's something that, that I kind of do. And obviously not necessarily for this match, but Alec Price is a dude that really gets into it. I could see him from the balcony a lot of these matches uh, during this show and night two rooting for people like real, like I said, really getting into it. And I thought that was really cool. Somebody who is new to AIW and I, I want to say he was getting into even some of the fresh meat matches. So like, here's, you know, half the people that he probably didn't come in contact to until, you know, Friday the night before. So just from that alone, like I want to see more of him in the IW and you, you failed to mention that uh, Mikey was awesome as well because you know, Ed is going to want you to say that. Do you think we'll see uh, Adam priest back in the IW? I would like to see him back at some point. Um, I don't know. I guess it all just depends on how things work out probably, but I, I think that him and Alec both showed out um, this weekend. So was it during this match, or I should say after this match, or night two? I think it was night two. The interaction with Adam Priest and the fan. Mm. That feels night two to me. Yeah, I think it was night two. Because that was after, because then that was the last time we saw him. Yeah. You know, here lately, we've been seeing a lot more singles competition from PME and Bitcoin. And that was kind of uh, highlighted here during this match. Yeah, I mean they can they can all do like a lot of the that's one of the things about the tag teams in AIW is they can also work singles pretty well. So uh, any you know pretty much any spot they need to fill, they can go in and fill that spot and do a you know do some shit. So they don't have to work exclusively as a tag team. And uh, Philly and Marino having uh, new entrance music and like that kind of thing, and Mikey having different entrance music now. Um, for his singles compared to the tag team is is interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering with PME whether if they'll have a new tag theme or whether they'll just do the complete slow down, keep that as their tag team. Anything else to add on the match? Nope. It was Alec Price pinning Mikey for the win, so we saw him night two go up against Joshua Bishop. And also for this match... And it was really, I think, all of uh, night two for Alec. He brought out all his championships. 
Yeah. But I kind of like that he didn't bring him out for night one because you're, you know, you're wrestling for the intense title. So like the focus isn't on what you already have at this point, he's been eliminated and granted, I don't think they knew potentially that this was for the, an absolute title shot, but regardless coming out with the titles, I thought was really awesome. And I, I, I had originally thought that, uh, Adam priest was still, uh, new South champion, but turns off, turns out I was like eight months off of when he last had the title. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Vic vice versus Riley Rose. Thoughts on uh, Vic Vice? Um, not exactly sure what his gimmick is. Um, but I mean, he he seemed pretty competent in the ring. Um, so I think everybody had a little mix up in most of the matches. There's at least like one messed up little spot. So I won't keep harping on everybody when saying that they had a messed up spot or anything. But um, I think that Riley Rose is a good first opponent for him. Uh, their styles uh, seem to, to mesh well from what I remember um, being like what three weeks from removed from this um, yeah, I don't really have much Not, nothing really stuck with me with him but again you know where, where is he going to be in three four years so yeah uh, I have the I have Twitter pulled up because that's where I read the results that I tweeted during the show mm-hmm. and I, I pulled up Vic Vice's uh, Twitter and I went to his media because I wanted to look at some pictures and everything of him and he released a promo on Friday of this week week of this show I mean uh, and I don't think I seen it until now and by the tweet and by the v- video that I can see because that uh, sounds obviously off he's an artist uh, the, f- okay. the first sentence of the tweet says tomorrow night at Fresh Meat to the gallery opens and Riley Rose will be the first exhibit. And in the, the promo, he is sitting on the uh, Cleveland Museum of Art sign. Oh, okay. So he's uh, he's an artist. Yeah, for uh, for me, I, nothing really sticks out either. But uh, I'm happy Riley Rose can get a win in AIW doesn't happen often i think vic is going to have to be one of those people that we're going to see more in scrambles just see more of his personality and everything i need to watch the actually sit down and watch the promo too because for me that can pull me into who you are like i've said before on the show that you know when the fuckets first came around i didn't connect with them until i watched their promo and then i was like all right now now i feel it now i get it yeah, I don't know how that character can translate or how he can make it translate to where if I've never seen a promo, I get what he's about because it definitely didn't come across. Like I said, I didn't think there was anything really there. Um, I think if you would compare him to a lot of the other students, like you could tell by promo pictures what some of these people were about. All right. Vic, you couldn't. And especially if you are an artist, I mean, uh, unless you go like the stereotypical kind of Bob Ross-ish, you know. I don't think he needs to do that. I think that they're, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I feel like he doesn't need to do that. But I feel like that there's some, some things he could probably do to make it apparent, but not make it cartoonish. 
I guess, would be what I'd be thinking of. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying this is just the first the first taste. So, I mean, I'm not saying he he has to go that direction. I'm saying like mm -hmm. that would be, be the direction that like if you looked at his promo pictures that you could get like, oh, he's an artist. But, you know, artist is actually a very broad word Mm -hmm. to where it can have a lot of definitions. There's a lot of people that qualify as artists. So I'm curious to see where we go with this, hoping to see more promos, uh, more matches. Um, Then we'll see where he goes. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I said, like, you know, nobody blew my socks off, but like I said, I am still very excited to see uh, these guys debut and I'm still excited to see what they do. Um, There's obviously a ton of, of talent here. I mean, these guys are all way more talented than, you know, I could ever be, but um, I, I, I I want to see more. So I need, I need to see more before I really give a hard judgment on anybody. I think so. I'm just, these are literally just my like face value first impression type things that you're going to get from me on this episode. So I don't want anybody to take this stuff to heart and be like, Oh, you know, you shit on me about this. It's, that's not the case. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. I just, I, I, my, my face value first impression is, is what you're going to hear today. So, I mean, clearly the, you know, they're, I don't want to say more talented than you, but, uh, they, none of them broke their neck in training. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no offense. No. Uh, uh, if there's nothing else to add here, uh, Riley Rose, Picked up the pinfall and got the win. Let's move on to the next one. Here we got two infinity and beyond versus members only since members only didn't, you know, get this type of debut. Like they debuted at North Canton last year and, you know, kind of like, you know, un unadvertised. Well, here we have uh, this match. So this kind of makes up for it and they get to go, up against potentially one of the best tag teams ever in AIW to infinity and beyond. I wouldn't even say potentially, I'd say they are the best tag team, uh, from AIW. I mean, uh, they, they are, I mean, they've been tag team champions. What probably the longest and the most, uh, as far as how many times, um, legendary tag team to, to, to get a win over them is, is massive. Um, and, and for a team, for any team to be able to defeat them when they're on top of their game. So, I mean, that's a big deal. And, uh, to infinity and beyond, I mean, they've, they've done it all in AIW just about. So, I mean, as far as you can do in tag teams, I mean, they've, they've done everything. So they're top, top of the top to me, uh, as far as tag teams go, if you can beat them, then that's like, that's a big feather in your cap to, uh, put you in contention for the titles. The only thing that I really remember about this match was the ending. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I will say that it's great to see how far members only have come. They did pick up a pinfall victory, but it didn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe members only were supposed to win, but not here. Not at this moment. Ruff got a little... uh little out of hand, that new ref. Yeah. Like I said, they all had one moment during the show where it just got awkward. Here was the refs. 
And I can o- I can only imagine that this ref paid the price. <laughs> but I got I got uh I got nothing else to add to that. No, nope. same. Technically, I think they're the only students on the show that picked up a win. <laughs> but they had already debuted, so it's not necessarily the same thing. Right. You know, I, shout I, out to Calvin and Malcolm. Good guys. I wonder, you know, where are they going to become Absolution? I know, you know, Absolution is just in our rear view, a little over a month behind us, but. And the one at that Absolution. Yeah. So, are they going to be at the next Absolution? Hopefully in the title picture. Hopefully they're getting a title shot, if, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're technically their debut in North Canton was against PME for the titles. So they literally debuted in a title match. Yeah. Uh, hopefully by Abso 2023, they're the champions. We'll see. Cause this tag team division is stacked. I mean, Bitcoin boys could be tag team champions. Yeah, um, I see things going differently for them, but I mean, it's totally possible, I guess. I mean, their singles runs have been so good that, I kind of like them to explore that more than than what they're doing in the tag division. So we'll see. I mean, they could still be tag team champions and then have some singles matches here and there. Look at uh, look with uh, bulking season. You know, Chuck just had a well. They both had technically a few singles matches, but you know, Chuck went into the next round. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Yeah, we got a we got a lot here, and that is Derek Dillinger. Versus Hendrix Hawkins. This is where we started to see, I don't want to say families get out of hand, but like families really getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hendrix Hawkins family. Oh God, were they getting into it? Like Ziggy didn't know if one of them was going to like start shit with her at intermission or vice versa, whether she was going to have to like say some shit. And it might it might not have been this match, but in between this match and night two, kind of what I alluded at earlier, Ziggy had an altercation with some of the fans, some fans of one of the families. I don't know which off the top of my head. It might have been, I want to say it was Sam Holloway. Maybe it was one of his fans, uh, family members, whatever. But um, they were saying some fucked up shit. And... Don't necessarily want to blow her cover, but Ziggy can, I mean, she can be a sweetheart, but if you piss her off, she does not give a fuck. There's a reason why people compare her to a chihuahua. And there are a couple fans came up to her after night two and apologized. And she forced them to shake her hand and say that they will never do that shit ever again. All three of them. And one even said like, tried to say that he didn't say anything Ziggy's just like, I don't give a fuck. Shake my hand and say it. And they all did. And these are all like teenagers. And I'm pretty sure Ziggy, if they were, if she knew they were adults, or if this happened with adults, I should say, yeah, she probably would have went and like said shit on her own. But the fact that they were teenagers, you know, she didn't want, she didn't want to put herself in that position. So when they, they apologized, yeah, she made sure they fucking meant it. But going back to this match, uh, yeah, th- this is the part of the show where these wrestlers really started antagonizing the families. Because oh, yeah, it's Derek. He's he's good at that shit. Come on. Him and Ziggy. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they do it on regular shows, and, like, they're fucking amping it up. And uh, you had Derek 
knowing obviously like more about these wrestlers and he was talking shit to other fan bases. Mm-hmm. He was getting into it with uh, Sean Mason's family uh, on top of uh, Hendrick's family. So, man, I can't wait till we can t- we can talk about night two <laughs> and talk about the the drunk chick <laughs> who I think. Some of these people, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to remember what shirt they were wearing because every... It was a, she was wearing a Sam Holloway shirt, for that, sure. That's what I was about to say, because I'm picturing her in that more than anything, but that's what I, th- I think of when it comes to a lot of these families is what they were wearing because most of them all wore the same shirt and they was it's of who they were there to see. Yeah, the kids that got yelled at, I'm pretty sure, actually had Shaw Mason shirts on because they went over and stood by his table and then got okay. talked to by somebody else as well. Okay, I was trying to remember. I for some reason in my head, I thought it was. I was it could have been a mix. It could have been you know a mix of of the two. Like who knows? They know each other outside, but I'm pretty sure it was Shaw because they went over and stood by his table after. It could not be. that you know Shaw's any of these people's reactions reflects on the wrestler. That's not their fault. I think you're right. I think it was Shaw. Yeah, but yeah, like this shit was crazy. I think I put on my personal Twitter that. <laughs> Derek and Ziggy were about to start a riot and I fucking loved it. Yeah, they went into the crowd over by the family uh, and, you know, they were going back and forth. It was good stuff. Real good stuff. That's the main thing I remember. Any thoughts on Hendrick Hawkins? Um, He's a dude that I don't necessarily think he has a gimmick, but I think his is more of his background uh, he does call himself the highest and flyest, but I th- ex football player. Yeah, that's what who's I was about had to- three heart surgeries, which would that's what I'm curious about. I really want to talk to him about that and find out what that's all about. Because um, he he said that in his promo, and I like re-listened back to it a couple times, and I was like, wait, what? And yeah, so very curious uh, about that and his story. So, but I mean. Of all the guys, like, I think he has, that gimmick has some potential. It just needs tweaked a little bit. Um, if he is going to do, like, the, the football player thing, I would like to see maybe, you know, a little six-man tag action with the main event uh, just for some funsies. Um, you know, maybe maybe something like that just for some fun. Um, but other than that, like, if, you know, if that's off the table, I think that there's there's some some interesting things they can do with him here. Like he he's he's interesting. He's like he was one of the ones I was kind of interested in to begin with. Uh, still interested at this point. Uh, his match with Derek was pretty decent. Um, I want to see more. He was he was kind of giving me Booker T vibes, but it went mostly because of his hair. And also, there were times that he was like just shaking his head from side to side, like Booker T would. But since the show, he cut his hair. Okay. I do believe when we saw him at Rager, he had uh, he lost the dreads. So, well, I think he hit, and what what might have given you that vibe too is I think he might have hit some moves that were similar to Booker T as well. So I think he was obviously yeah. that's where he might have you know had some inspiration from. So uh, he's kind of mixing that in what isn't in his repertoire. So that's interesting. Yeah, and the hair and shaking his head like that was, like, not helping. Uh, so, interested to see more from him as well. It was uh, Derek Dillinger. P- 
pinning Hendrix for the win. And uh, as Derek pinned him, uh, pinned him facing uh, his family. And it was great. Let's move on to the next one. The Duke versus Austin James. The Duke, who is six figures, 286 batting average, two inches, and zero nuggets. Watching Duke's reaction on this was kind of funny. The only thing he had an issue with was like two inches. <laughs> did she? Did he correct her and say one? I think I think he was trying to say that was more. Maybe two. Mm. Maybe two and a half. Ah, uh, well, let me tell you something. Uh, Austin James, your entrance is too goddamn long. I don't need to wait till the <laughs> chorus of a song for you to come out to your country music baseball song. Holy shit. What about I don't it? want to listen to country music to begin with, but I don't want to listen to a country music baseball song for half the song for you to come out to the ring. What about Mance Warner? I like Mance Warner, <laughs> and I like that song, and that song's not a country song. What if Mance switched to a country song? Then I wouldn't like Mance Warner anymore, and I'd tell him he's <laughs> dumb for changing his song, because he had a good song. And besides, Mance Warner has earned the ability to have that super long entrance. Austin James is literally had three matches in AIW. I don't need to be waiting for him to come to the ring. Get to the ring and wrestle. He did get a, you know, he and he's the luckiest of all the students because not only did he get a Haas title match in his first match, two fucking matches later, he got an intense title match. Well, let's talk about that. Dude hasn't even won a match yet. I mean, there's one luckier, you know, somebody who debuted in the absolute title match and then two matches later, is going up against a New Japan Strong Champion. So, mm, Shaw Mason didn't go up against Tom. Well, Shaw Mason went up against Tom Waller, not. Oh, that's right. Damn it. I was getting them mixed up. <laughs> not Sam Holloway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, what the fuck, Austin? <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, the gimmick's fun. It's different. Um, I mean,. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a gimmick, I guess it's, it is what it is. We'll see what he does with it. Um, his family wasn't too terribly obnoxious. Uh, obviously you had the Duke in there, which is, you know, one of the great antagonizers of crowds. So he was jawing with them quite a bit, uh, and had a little fun match with Austin. So how long before, uh, Austin James will come inside of a baseball and have himself a son? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think that talent only works when you when you work for Chikara. That's that's how that works. That that only happens there. Not gonna lie, I, I want to see Austin versus uh, Weber. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I know he's not a baseball anymore, but <laughs> he he is part of the outfielder. So until they change that name, <laughs> that should be a fucking Winchester show match. Bring in fucking bring in the outfielders. Give me Ziggy versus Shea. Oh, and this match uh, originally was not for the Haas boot. Correct. But the Duke uh, wanted to embarrass him, so uh, it is for the Haas boot. Any uh, thoughts on this one? Nope. Yeah, I, I kind of got nothing. No, like I said, it was, it was a fun match. You know, your first matchup going up against the Duke, like an easy, easy time there. Uh, I thought he did okay. Yeah, I agree. And uh, much like Derek... Uh, Duke really antagonized the family, especially after the match. Uh, was the Duke pinning Austin for the win? Let's move on to the next one. Wes Barkley versus Shaw Mason. 
This was Shaw Mason's debut match. Yes. Thoughts on Shaw Mason? Um, definitely get that uh that Kurt Angle vibe from him. Uh, definitely has the um that vibe for sure. Um, I like. I would have liked to see him go up against um Dom or actually his his well, his third match up against Tom Muller as his debut instead of Wes. I think West was, you know, a little bit different style than uh, what Shaw can really do. So I haven't watched Rager yet. I need to watch that still. But um, totally definitely for, totally forgot you weren't there. Yeah, he uh, definitely like came came off with that vibe though, and uh, you know his fan base like he had lots of family was there for them. So well, you got very loud, very very crazy. You got to remember that Wes was the uh, opponent because Shaw wanted to become an AIW wrestler because of Wes Barkley. And then okay, that and, makes sense. And then it was fitting because Shaw basically did the same thing that Wes did for his debut and for his first like year or so in AIW where he had, you know, this huge family behind him family, friends, whatever, you have a huge section just already to where us regulars are figuring out like quick, like, all right, that's, that's going to be the annoying punch. That's not a knock, but you know, the Bishop Brigade came in droves for a, a while and they could be kind of annoying. Barkley Nation went even further and did the same shit. Now we have Shaw and it, to me, felt the same thing as Barkley Nation, and I do want to say, I think Wes should have said, like, oh, so this is what it feels like. Uh, for me, when it comes to Shaw, like, that is one of my two standouts. Well, there's only two people left, and th- those are my two standouts. Shaw is a dude that I I don't want to say he's the complete package right now, because I know he's just going to get better. But presentation-wise of, like, looking at his promo pictures, his... I think he had a promo before the match like yeah it's, it's going to be Kurt Angle vibes uh, but he's going to also be this great athlete you could say maybe even a little Kurt Angle so I'm I'm going to be invested to see where he goes mm-hmm. um, brief moments I, I've talked to him like seems to be a really good dude uh, so a bright future for this kid and if he can get you know this fan base to come back more and more like, I feel like not as many of them were at Rager, but if they can keep coming back, I think that's that's going to be awesome for them. Any uh, thoughts on the match? Don't remember much other than it being... Uh, I think I was just kind of, of whooped by this point a little bit. I was distracted. Um, I don't remember much from it, honestly. Nothing super stood out. Like, nothing stood out to the point where, like... He came out like I didn't have anything to say about like his character, his his movements, anything like that. I think he his, his was like a straight mu- shooter. His theme music wasn't too long. Uh, he didn't come out to country music. <laughs> yeah, like, I literally didn't have any complaints about him. Like, uh, I mean, that's 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 a good start, I guess. In my book, like, he literally was exactly what like I thought he was gonna be, and I didn't have any problem that so i i I thought he did all right 
There's a there's a lot of songs we have to add to the playlist now. I st- I still have to. Yeah, add, we'll add, get there. I still have to add fucking sh- uh, perfect strangers. I haven't done that yet. That was part of the deal, man. I'm gonna add it, but I just haven't. Okay. I haven't added shit to it in a while. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, I was told by Orange Flacity that I needed to update the the list because it hadn't been updated in a while. And I was like, we'll get there. We'll do it eventually. Well, I just got to remember before the show that I'm going to do this so I can bust out my my handy dandy phone and, and get these down so we can make sure we uh, have them to, to put in there. But a lot of people have custom themes like yeah, uh, Philly and Marino both have custom like mixes. So I might have to hit up uh, the music man that is our friend, uh, Ronnie Deuces, and see about uh, getting some information from him. I mean, if they're if they're customs, like we can't put them on the playlist. Depends. Sometimes that stuff makes its way onto to Spotify somehow. With uh, you know, I mean, it, it it depends on who. Like, uh, we I know we can't get the Weirdsters. I mean, I right. I might still have a copy of it, but that was pieced together by someone local, so that's not on mm-hmm. that's not on uh, going to be on Spotify and Apple Music. But what I do is like, for example, Athena, well, when she was in the IW before, like towards the end of it, she had uh, like uh, a somewhat custom theme where part of it was like from Game of Thrones and then it went into whatever song it was. And I, the, what's on the playlist is the song, not the part from Game of Thrones. I forget who the band is, but, but anyway. So with some of these people, if we put them on the playlist, it'll just be what their theme is dominantly. So with with PME, what are their what's the rest of their song? Like, can that be found on Spotify and Apple Music? All right. I got to figure I've been trying to figure out what Jocelyn's new one is because she kind of did the same thing where the intro is uh, jam rock. But I don't think the rest it is like I've even looked up remixes to see if like that's where I could find it. No, I think it's someone threw those things together. All right. Any other thoughts on this match? Nope. It was Wes Barkley pinning Shaw Mason for the win. And then we did find out after the match, Wes Barkley announced that Shaw would go up against filthy Tom Waller at wrestle Rager six more on that. in I think two weeks, let's move on to the next one. And the uh, main event for fresh me Two: Sam Holloway versus Joshua Bishop, and this was not an, uh, an intense title match. I f- forgot about that, uh, but against the absolute champion. Correct. Thoughts on uh, Sam Hardway? Uh, he um, he's interesting. He he his promo uh his promo video got me pretty hyped to see him. Uh, I thought he did great with that. He kind of reminds me of like he he's a he's a how do I put this? Uh, he had a couple of mishaps, man. He almost like fell off the second rope. Uh, he he's 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 big and 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 muscular, but I won't say that he's not athletic. But he's just like he had like a bunch of slips. Like he he like almost like slipped off the stage at one point uh, doing something slipped on the rope like just little things but he also dove over the top rope so i mean dude 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 is athletic i can't say he's not athletic because 
yeah, he he did like the the taker dive over the top rope, which is just insane. Um, dude matches up against Bishop pretty fucking well. Uh, he's just as big as Bishop, and this is you know baby Sam Holloway. This isn't you know five years down the road Sam Holloway, so he could definitely be uh, a big deal uh, if he keeps working on it. Um, I don't know why he he rocks the singlet. I think that his physique is you know, good enough that he could get away with, with rocking like trunks or, you know, tights or whatever, but teacher own, I guess that's his, his, his little look or whatever, but, uh, definitely impressive. Um, other than his few little slip ups, which I think was just my, probably just nerves and just like, you know, inexperience. Um, overall, uh, this was a worthy main event and I thought they, uh, they gave us a pretty worthy main event here. So, I mean, mishaps aside, it's going to happen. I know this technically wasn't his first first match because he did have one at North Canton. Mm -hmm. But this is his first match in front of like a regular crowd. And there was probably a lot more pressure put on this match than the other one. So those things are going to happen. I mean, if we're still seeing these in a year, that's different. But he reminds me a lot of Baby Bishop to where... I could easily see in five years Sam being that kind of monster in AIW. Now, I don't know if he'll be a three-time absolute champion, a three-time intense champion, as well as a one-time tag champion, but uh, I think he has a good foundation and sky's the limit. We'll, We'll definitely see what he can do and how well he can evolve going down the road. But yeah, Shaw and Sam were my two standouts. And it's basically because Shaw, because of that, just athletic ability and Sam, because of his size and he's only going to get bigger. Like he's already tall. Now he's going to get bigger. Yeah. He's as tall as me. So that's, that's a plus. Uh, A lot of, so many wrestlers nowadays are are shorter than me and it's kind of funny. I'm not even that tall. So, uh, it's cool to see wrestlers that are, you know, as tall as, if not a little bit taller, a little bit more imposing. Do you know what would probably make uh, Sam look a little better? And you know what? It helped Bishop a little. Because come to think about it, he didn't have it to begin with. Facial hair. <laughs> Fucking Sam is this like baby face looking dude. Like imagine like a beard on him. So Wardlow. He's not that big. No. Baby Wardlow. No, no, that's uh, Elijah Dean. I don't know who that is. Mandime. Who? The Mandime. Part of Money Shot? Hmm. You're, you're a huge fan of Derek, and you don't know, like, the dude he, he rolls with, or one of the dudes he rolls with in IWC. Rolls with do Money I go to IWC, Justin? Do I? No, I do not. No, but you're, you're on social media, and you see pictures of Derek... Zach and Elijah. Yeah, I know Zach. Yeah, Elijah Dean's his tag team partner. Mm. He's the uh, he's the Genetti. Is that what you're telling me? Are you, are you saying saying that Zach's the Sean? Yes. I mean, Elijah Dean is the IWC. I mean, his look is. Well, I, I remember Zach. I don't, I don't remember Elijah Dean. I'm t- to be honest with you, I, I remember Zach. I don't think Elijah Dean has had a singles match in AEW. I think it's just been tag. And we're at two now. One, well, you think you weren't at Rager. See, things you miss when you're not at Rager. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe life comes first, man. Well, what what you could do too, and this is a reason to check out uh, AEW Dark. I forget who they went up against, but it was Money Shot and Chase Oliver as a team. And I'm telling you, fucking Chase fits in with Money Shot, like look wise. You tell me he's the third member of the group, I'll fucking believe it. But I was I was told by Elijah that uh, Chase was just replacing Derek for the night. But no, that's Baby Wardlow. Any other uh, thoughts on the match? Nope. The one thing that I I do recall, like we talked about how uh, Shaw Mason's fans were talking a lot of shit. Sam's fans were talking a lot of shit. And the my favorite one was hearing people say that uh, Joshua Bishop is a pussy. And I think maybe somebody called him soft. I have to check my personal Twitter. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny coming from, you know, people that, well, people call Joshua Bishop Stiffy McGee. I don't know if I'd go that route. Of course, uh, Joshua Bishop pinned Sam for the win. And that was the end of Fresh Meat 2. Final thoughts on the show. Uh, for this being my first Fresh Meat show, I thought it was uh, interesting. Um Personally, I like the put them all in a scramble or a, a, a you know a match and let them show off that way, um, rather than have these matches with uh, AIW talent. I think the um, like I said that four way at Goldhorn was way more memorable than any of these matches were against AIW talent. Um, that's just my opinion. I mean. AIW has mostly done matches like that. Like, that's how Bishop debuted. That's how West debuted. Uh, obviously, everybody was in their matches as well. But I think it's harder to make a show around that. Because, like, that has to be the main event. Maybe. Actually, no. I think that could have been part of the issues because, like, those weren't the main event. And those families just fucking left after the scrambles. So, I think making it its own show has the benefit of spotlighting one student talent at a time instead of all four or for this all six of them getting in their shit in in one match like all together in one match and you can have it where you know Shaw can shine against Wes Sam can shine against Bishop and so forth and so on so I my own opinion like I don't mind uh having it be like this all right that's uh that's our review any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go i uh, can follow me on twitter at charlie underscore butters and if you like stories about common drifters etc check out if you catch my grift and of course you can find myself at j summers 330 on tiktok twitter and instagram much like you can find the show on facebook twitter and instagram facebook.com slash wrestling cheers twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com like i said earlier in the show please rate review and subscribe your everless is fine podcast whether it be apple podcast google podcast stitcher tune in youtube spotify iheart radio pandora amazon music or podbean cheers.podbean.com and all of those links are in the show notes and under the link tree link check out our podcast friends such as pod van dam Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, GameWorks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, 
Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mikes, X Over, The Pal Driver Podcast, Tornado Tag Podcast, The Uncut Wrestling Podcast. This ends at Prom and Porch Talk and check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hire Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you come out to country music later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, Good night. the world, Good night. We love you, we'll see you next week